1: licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, if you suffer from migraines, here is a life-changing comment from a person that took our Nutrition for Weight Loss class. You know, before the class, she said, I was averaging 6 to 12 migraines a month. Since taking the class and changing my eating, I have only two migraines in the past three months. It's wow. amazing, isn't it? Wow, that's great. That's she also went do. on to say, I'm sleeping better and dreaming again. Mm. You know, classes and counseling at Nutritional Weight and Wellness are all about changing your tr- nutrition to change your life. You know, today we have a great topic that I think a lot of people will want to listen to and share with their mother or even their teenagers. And we're going to be talking about how to build strong, healthy bones. You know, how to prevent osteoporosis or a broken hip that sends you right into the nursing home. But before we start on bone health, I want to share several other off-topic items. Oh, so many interesting things that popped up this week in the media. So, <clears throat> I hope all my co host here this morning, <laughs> <laughs> have been keeping up with the news because, you know, I might quiz you. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> All so right. joining me today is Kate Crosby, who is a nutrition counselor and educator. She sees clients in both our Lakeville office and also at our North, North Oaks office. And Kate, mm-hmm. I don't know, did you see that study from the Journal of Academic Pediatrics that found... Depressed mothers are more likely to have overweight children. Wow. Is this part of the quiz?
2: This is part of the quiz. (laughs) I did see that study. Mm -hmm. So the study found that children of mildly depressed women were more likely to drink sweetened drinks and less likely to eat breakfast than the kids of women who were not
1: depressed. That's interesting. So kind of when we look at this, so basically children who have depressed moms were getting Juice and pop for breakfast. Yep, and not any protein. No meat. No eggs. No, no healthy, healthy fats. Fat. So what happens? Well, this is what happens. Juice turns into sugar, and I think that's a surprise right there for a lot of people. It juice is sugar turns into sugar, mm-hmm. right? And it's about sixteen to seventeen teaspoons of sugar in a glass, those pops glass of juice. and juices, oh, yeah. which let, then leads these kids to have insulin resistance. And obesity. Absolutely. That's In fact true. Uh, I don't know if you caught the morning paper, but
3: uh, <laughs> okay, no, some of us get do it.
1: <laughs> there was actually a story about a mom who has changed her kids eating and she was taught it was about a four or five year old little boy and huh. she's taken away the you know, the juice and the pop and all the stuff and sugar changing his diet and he's lost weight naturally. Oh. And he's not whining for these any longer because she got him out of the house. Oh wow, that's great. That's awesome. So oh, it's
2: People, great. You can do it. Yeah. Hey, let's just flip back though to that bone health topic. Oh, that's right. Bone health. That's bone our topic. health. <laughs> so not only does that juice turn into sugar and create insulin resistance and obesity in those in a five year old, the juice leaches minerals, things like calcium and magnesium and trace minerals. It leaches them from the bone. So healthy bones or unhealthy bones in menopause can start as young as when you're two years old. So by the time you reach menopause, you may develop osteopenia or osteoporosis from a lifetime of excessive pop or juice drinking.
1: And I think that's pretty... early. That's pretty shocking, isn't it? When we start to look at what we're feeding our kids as parents and we start to think... You know, that means that when they get, possibly when they get older, there's going to be someone that breaks the hip and they end up in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. And that's my kid. Mm-hmm. And isn't that kind of shocking to be thinking that way? Yeah. Yeah. It starts. It is. It's young. <laughs> so also you hear another voice on the radio here this morning, and that's Joanne Rideout. And Joanne is a registered dietitian, and she's had 25 years of experience working with Courage Center She's also working with us now, yes. And you see clients where at Wyzetta and Maple Grove. Okay, so you know, she really, you really do understand bone health, or maybe I should say, unhealthy bones, right? Yes. From we, the people that you worked with at Courage Center, right? We see a lot. So, Joanne, here's a quiz. Okay. Did you see the article <laughs> in the Star and Tribune titled "Sports Drink Versus Water"? The choice is clear.
4: Oh, yes. I saw that. And as long as we are pulling together the bone health puzzle, let's talk about children or even adults drinking Gatorade or Powerade or any other sports drink. You mean there might be a problem with this? There could be. (laughs) I think the question we have to ask is, if your child plays a sport, especially playing hard and sweating a lot, do they need a sports drink? And the answer is no. And I bet...
1: That's news. (laughs) The dad coaches or the mom coaches would say yes. But we're... No. Right. No, 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 no. no. We're saying no. no.
2: What kids need after a game really is water. So I guess we need to really ask the question, what's wrong with that 20-ounce bottle of Gatorade? Well, it's got 34 grams of sugar. So that's almost nine teaspoons of sugar in that bottle. In that bottle. That much sugar again, is going to lead to that insulin resistance, the obesity, and also
1: bone thinning. Bone thinning, that's kind of uh-huh. interesting, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent or as a coach, you might be asking, hey, doesn't my kid need electrolytes? <laughs> well, what the heck are electrolytes? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they are, basically. They're just potassium and calcium and sodium. That's all they are.
4: Yep. And a bottle of Gatorade has say 75 mill milligrams of potassium while a clementine tangerine has 131 milligrams and a banana has 422 milligrams of potassium.
1: So does that mean that I could actually give my kid a half a banana or a whole banana probably? Or or a fruit. Yeah. Or give my clementine. It's pretty juicy after that. And get almost four and get more than four times? Yes, mm-hmm. Okay.
4: more than four times. A banana also has vitamin B, vitamin C, and manganese, which we need to make healthy bones also.
1: So, Solution. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. A little bottle of water and a clementine or a banana, and,
1: and you're repaired. I think, most, ki- ki- I think I th- most kids would love that.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, when a kid or an adult drinks a sports drink with those nine teaspoons of sugar, the body gets this rush of glucose or sugar which raises the insulin levels, and then in turn, that insulin triggers the body to store fat. That's not a good idea. But also creates a lot of inflammation. And the inflammation
1: can cause bone Bone thinning. thinning. Yes. So if you start to think of the amount of sugar that's in juice, sports drinks, soda, no wonder Dr. Mike Hyman reported that a third of the kids he sees, now Mark Hyman is a pediatrician, it's he specializes in kids. Yep. And he yep. says that a third of the kids he's seeing now has a fatty liver. That's humongous. Shocking. Yeah. That's a
4: lot. I'm not sure most people know what fatty liver disease is. Probably not. Probably, probably really. not. Yeah. No. But when an alcoholic has a fatty liver, we call it cirrhosis. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It actually is scarring throughout the liver from the inflammation caused by sugar or alcohol.
2: Do you remember Morgan Spurlock? You know, that man who ate only McDonald's for a month? Oh, is that the guy from Super Size Me? That's the one. In just one month, his doctor found he had liver damage, actually a fatty liver. That was from drinking all the fountain soda drinks and all the juice
1: that he drank when he was eating at McDonald's. So, you know, Kate, can you kind of say that or are we? Nope. Okay. okay. Can you kind of say that again? I think that would be kind of shocking for people.
2: So in just one month, he was eating only McDonald's. He developed liver damage, actually a fatty liver.
1: Actually a fatty liver. And so,
2: and that was most likely from all that soda fountain drinks. So the Pepsis and the Whatever they serve at McDonald's.
1: <laughs> so, Joanne, you just, said that, that like, when, if a person's an alcoholic, that's called cirrhosis. Yes, it is. So a fatty liver is really the same thing as, as cirrhosis. cirrhosis. As
4: cirrhosis.
1: So, you know, when I was at the American College of Nutrition annual conference, Morgan Spurlock's doctor, actually, she was hmm. there presenting. And she showed us his before and after test results. And it was amazing deterioration of his health. And these were measured by his blood chemistries. So it's just proof in the blood chemistries. And this all happened in one month, if you can believe that, just eating that one for one month. You know, and then, so my take-home part in this, my thinking, if sugar damages the liver, you can see how it can damage the strength and density of bones. Especially at times in our lives when our bones are more at risk. So when would that be? That would be in childhood. And it would be at adolescence. And, of course, it's going to be at menopause. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, so those are the times that you have to avoid sugar, hops, juices, this high-sugar eating that many, many people are doing. Mm-hmm. So I think we should probably take a quick break, Kate. Well, I think so. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition.
2: I just want to share a study published in 1994 in a French nutrition journal called Therapy. Insulin secretion requires magnesium. A magnesium deficiency results in impaired insulin secretion, but supplementing with magnesium restores insulin secretions. So what does that mean to you? Well, one possible meaning is if you've got diabetes, your pancreas would secrete more insulin if you had a sufficient amount of magnesium. This study also found magnesium deficiency seems to be associated with insulin resistance. So take 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. It's good for you. It's good for most people, at least. (laughs) You bet. It is. If you've got questions today about bone health, give us a call. Call us at 651-651.
3: If you live with digestive problems, it's not just miserable, it's embarrassing. You might even find it tough to tell your doctor about your gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, or diarrhea. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness understand no one wants to talk tummy trouble, but that can keep you suffering. So they've come up with a brilliant solution, an online version of the popular gut reaction class. That's right, online. You won't sit in a group or even leave home. You'll learn about foods that trigger digestive discomfort and how to restore intestinal balance. You'll learn how to get rid of bloating, stop heartburn, and relieve constipation and diarrhea. But it's all done privately when it's convenient for you. You know the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. If you're ready to heal and give up those digestive aids advertised on TV, this is the class for you. Register for Gut Reactions online at weightandwellness.com or call for information at 651-699-3438. That's
4: 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you'd like more information about bone health, we are offering solutions for osteoporosis in Lakeville today from one thirty to 3.30. This is part of our two-for-one Saturday summer special. Two people can go for the price of one. Maybe you need to take your teenage daughter, or maybe you need to take your mother or grandmother. A broken hip is a leading cause of a trip to the nursing home. To sign up, call 651-699-3438. And it's a great class. It's it going is. going to give you a lot of
1: good information. And, you know, it's a two-hour kind of mm-hmm. time thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So oh. we've got a couple callers here. All right, let's take those.
2: Renee, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question for us.
1: I do have a question. Um, you talk about fatty liver. Yeah. And I haven't been diagnosed with that or anything, but I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can that be Can that be fixed? Like, what, if yes. I just give up the soda and Yes, it can. Yes. Yes, it can re- oh. be repaired. Your liver is a is a great organ, and it repairs itself with the right nutrition. Yes. So cut back. Yeah. You're on the path. Get rid of the juice and the pop and all that stuff, and it does repair itself.
2: Okay, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, that's you bet. A great question. I, question.
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't make that very clear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shall There's we take a,
2: another caller? Yeah, we got another caller. Susan, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question about vitamin D. Yeah.
0: Long story short, I've I've called before about vitamin D. So three years ago, I broke my wrist. They checked my levels. I was nine. <laughs> Yeah. So oh, awesome. wow. Yeah, you should probably take some vitamin D. So I was taking it, got it up to like 45. Well, I just had a checkup and I was at 34. I hadn't had it checked for two years. Have so you So been... I've been taking the D3 5000 from the NutriKey products. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I just ordered the drops. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. try the drops now. So okay. do you think I, would... I might have a better absorption with the drops?
1: Yep, you might. And, and oh. I do
0: not go in the sun. I'm very fair. Okay.
1: You know, you just you might be a person that needs to take more than 5000. I think. What you're doing is being tested, and that's what I try to, and we all try to encourage our clients yeah. to go and be tested because otherwise we're making a guess. We want to have at least enough, but not too much. And so for you, 5,000 every day is not enough, and you probably, you know, you, you, might, you might need 8,000, but you might need 10,000. So that's what I would do is either drops or in capsule form oil, the oil tablet
0: Okay, that, and know. what about when the doctor prescribes like that 50,000 IU prescription?
1: Usually that's a D2, oh, and okay. most of us cannot break down D2, so you okay. need a D3. Okay. So it doesn't work very well
0: Okay, and no, then, for, uh, for so a lot of people. For you guys, um, Dar, I called in a, when you did the show about skin and acne, and I told you I was having terrible cystic acne related to my mm-hmm. cycle. You recommended taking estrofactors? Yes, I did for three months. It completely cleared up my skin. Yay! Woo! That's I mean, great. Totally. And I had, I just, I mean, it's a, I think it's a good supplement. Mm-hmm. I felt other good effects as well. As I agree with you. I think a lot of us symptoms.
1: take the estrofactors maybe every, for a couple of three months every year mm-hmm. because we know that it does reduce our risk of cancer. So, yes, okay. get well, those bad I, estrogens it, it worked out. for
0: the acne, I'm telling you. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's great. wonderful. So thank
1: you so much. Thanks for calling. Great call. Thank you very much. Good. So we were talking about about osteoporosis before we went on break. We were.
4: (laughs) I wanted to talk about another article in the Star Tribune, written by Paul John Scott this week, a science writer who lives in Rochester, Minnesota, the home of the Mayo Clinic. His article was titled, The Elephant in the Medicine Cabinet. Here's what he found. According to the Mayo Clinic's database, 68% of Olmstead County residents were prescribed at least one drug in the course of the year studied, 51% were prescribed at least two meds, and 21% were directed to take at least five different drugs. Mm-hmm. Most of those must be my new clients. <laughs> I see so many new
2: clients who are taking 10, 12 meds a day.
1: Wow, that's a lot. To,
2: just to treat
1: those symptoms. You know, I really appreciate the wisdom of Paul John Scott that he, that he brings to his articles because, you know, this is something that is very interesting. He found that 13% of Americans are on antidepressants, 12% on painkillers, and 11% on statin drugs. You know, these three categories of drugs are refilled and refilled and refilled. So you have to ask, what are the nutritional costs of taking prescription drugs? Good I question, Dar. No our, one ever asks that question. That is a good question. question. If you're taking a prescription drugs, you know it's going to be depleting you of something,
2: right? It is sad to say, since antidepressants like Prozac have hit the market, that the rate of Americans on disability for depression has more than doubled. So you said, oh, "Come on,
1: yeah." On wow, on disability has uh-huh. more than doubled. Huh. So, again, what do we do? Um, what you know? What do medications have to do with Owen Health? Because that's what we're talking about. Owen Absolutely, Health. yeah. You know, at the American Psychiatric Association meeting in 2010. <laughs> Researchers from Canada presented a large, well-designed study that provides evidence that bone density can be reduced in people taking certain SSRIs. You know, Mm. those are the things that are like Prozac and Zoloft. Exactly. um, Or other antidepressant medications for a long period of time. So antidepressants, so if you're on an antidepressant for a long period of time, you got to be aware of, of
4: bone your health. bone health. Yes. Most antidepressants do have a negative effect on bone density. And so do painkillers such as opioids, such as Oxycontin or Oxycodone.
1: And a lot of, and you know, working at. Um, I saw Courage a lot Center. of people
4: on Oxycodone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I bet. I bet you do. Definitely. Did. Uh,
1: so they working at, I'll finish by saying, working at Courage Center. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: Ma- many medications really affect your bone density. Certainly the steroids, cortisone or prednisone, do. I think most people know that. I think most people know that. But so does Mec- Nexium or Prilosec. But
1: most people don't know that.
2: Yeah. It it
1: reduces just, absorption of the calcium. You can't get it. Yes.
2: Um, some thyroid medications affect
1: your bone density. And I think, you know, maybe if people are taking just a little too bit much. too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe they are not getting tested enough by their doctor. Absolutely. Chemo drugs, tamoxifen. Oh, a, yes. They affect right. your bone density. The diabetes drug called Actos also. And I think if we went down the list of medications, more and more and more would be affecting bone Yeah, health. Those right. are just the really big, obvious ones. You know, some of the reasons I talked about this today, I just want our listeners to realize that there is so much more to bone density than just calcium, Yes. Yes. You know there are lifestyle habits such as smoking. Well, that has to go. Yep. Drinking soda, that has to go. Eating processed carbs and sugar, and you know these often start at a very young age. And what they do is they catch people when they break a bone. You know. Hey, I want you to tell us what happened to your mom.
2: Do you want me to do that now, or we got a bunch of callers? Should we do it oh, as I, I come think back? We should take
1: a caller. Let's yep. take
2: a caller. I'll talk about her later. Okay. Heather, you've got a question for us?
5: Yeah. Uh, currently, I have to take calcium and activated vitamin D as a result of uh, my parathyroids being damaged during thyroid surgery to have it removed. Yes. and And I can tell on some days if I forget to take all my calcium, I can feel it mm-hmm. in my bones. I literally can.
1: Yep.
5: And I'm just wondering, is there any suggestions on any additional supplements or anything else I can take just to kind of a preemptive strike for when I get older because I kind of feel like I, the fact that I have to take this now is kind of setting me up for osteoporosis when I do age.
1: Well, you know, I think one of the things that I would really recommend is a, a supplement that we have. It's called Pro Bono, and it's a total bone-building supplement. Now, I know that you are also going to have to take extra calcium besides what's in Pro Bono because of your surgery and your parathyroid. And what kind of calcium are you taking now, right now? I am
5: taking calcium carbonate, and I am taking 2,400 milligrams a day.
1: You know, you would be much happier switching to calcium citrate because carbonate does not get absorbed very well. It's very low on absorption rate. Mm -hmm. And so switching to calcium citrate would be much more beneficial for you. Okay. And... um, And then also do pro bono because that's going to help. You know, I think, you know, for you, I would really recommend a nutrition consultation Mm -hmm. because, you know, we could look at all the other foods that you should be eating that have calcium base to them. You know, it isn't the dairy products. You might not even be able to absorb those. So there's so many other things to look at and to get your digestion perfect so that every time you take in a food with a little bit of calcium, you get to use it. Does that okay. makes sense to you. Oh,
5: absolutely.
1: Okay, so give our call, give us a call. Phone. Sure.
2: Okay, great. Thank, right. thank you. Thank,
1: thank you for the call. Want yes. another?
2: Uh, I've got another. Quite a few callers, actually.
1: Okay. Um, we'll take one more before we have to go to break. Kate. Liz, you've got a call for us. I would. Or, I have like know if
5: there's a way to get off of the statins, the cholesterol medications.
1: Make our appointment. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. No, I yeah, mean I think
1: yes, there's to uh, talk about. There is there is many, 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 many ways to get off of statin medication. Oh, I I would love to get off of these crazy things. Well oh. call, call, so we're, what part of town do you live in? I'm in
5: Minnetonka.
1: Okay. Okay. Call so make an appointment with Joanne because she's yeah, in that and, and that she would be perfect okay. to help you. Thank you. She knows. I do. She's done
4: it herself. I was on them, also. Okay. I'm off them now. So oh,
5: great. Okay. Thank you so much. I love your program too. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So I think we uh, we better take a break before they take us off here. <laughs> All
2: right. So uh, again, a favorite bone building supplement I use for clients with osteopenia and osteoporosis is the one that Dar just mentioned. It's that complete bone building supplement called Pro Bono. It's really a twofer, a multivitamin and a bone-building supplement in one. Pro Bono produces amazing results. Bone density is actually restored. Bone density tests show improvement. It keeps your bones alive and healthy. So when we come back, Joanne and Dar are going to share why it works so well. And if you've used Pro Bono and have gotten good results, give us a call It helps to hear from someone who's really had experience with good results.
4: We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, Kate Kate shared information about a wonderful bone-building supplement called Pro Bono. One thing I like about Pro Bono is it is divided into a morning packet and an evening packet. An important bone-building mineral called strontium is in the morning packet, and the calcium is in the evening packet. Both are critical for bone density.
1: You know, pro bono contains the most absorbable form of calcium, and that's called microcrystalline hydroxyapatite. Big, long word. And sometimes you'll see it on the labels. It'll say MCHC, which is from whole bone. It's identical to our bones, and therefore it's recommended when somebody has developed osteopenia or osteoporosis. It's very highly absorbable. You know, it's a real winner for building bones. It's a great, great product. R-
4: yep. It is. Of course, it contains vitamin D and magnesium, and it also contains vitamin K and vitamin K2, which research has shown to be important for rebuilding bones. If you have questions, look on our website, weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. Okay, we have a lot of callers, right? Well, we've got a couple
2: right okay. now. Let's take Barb. Barb, thanks for waiting. You've got a question for us?
5: Um yes, I'm just calling. I have severe Charlie horses. I am a celiac. Mm-hmm. And um, the last they'll I'll not have them for months. My whole family has them and and now they've been just horrible. I've been up every night for
1: a week. Okay, well, I got a lot of solutions. There. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you have to make sure you're drinking at least eight to ten glasses of water a day. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. It, you're just depleted in, in water. Okay. The second mm-hmm. thing is, the thing, second thing that I would do is I would make sure that I was taking magnesium glycinate
5: Glycinate?
1: And, okay. Glycinate. Yeah, and I would suggest that you take at least 400 milligrams at bedtime. You might need to start with six to 800 milligrams because your body is so low. Your muscles are so low in magnesium that they're cramping. Mm-hmm. But also your blood vessels are, uh, you know, muscles. So they are starting to cramp too. Mm-hmm. Everything in your body is. <coughs> your heart is a muscle and it needs magnesium. Oh. So and it's it seems like probably because you have celiac, you might be not break, breaking down these the foods as well because and, of your digestion. Can't really absorb that stuff. So yeah, you oh, might. Okay. So yeah. you know, I I don't know if you if you've had a nutrition consultation, but it probably would make sense because of the fact that you have celiac, and uh, you know, you you're a person that needs more probably more protein, more meat, to have a, a source of your minerals. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not sure how many ounces of meat you eat a day, but you know, grass-fed meat, grass-fed beef would be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So there, you see, yeah, there's I, like... I haven't been eating as much
5: meat, and I can tell you that. uh uh-huh. Because I've been yeah. busy, and I've been standing 14 hours a day, so that doesn't
1: help. No, but <laughs> no. You, you see, now, <clears throat> are you on a diuretic or anything like that?
5: Oh, no. Then I really get Charlie horses. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other thing. Then I'd be up day and night. (laughs) Yes, you would.
2: (laughs) The other thing that a a nutritional consultation can do is help heal your gut so that, in fact, maybe you can start to absorb a little bit more in addition to taking that magnesium and drinking enough water.
1: Okay. And make sure that you. I'm sorry, what? Is that a pill or a powder form? The magnesium? Yeah. It's a pill form.
5: Oh, okay. Is
1: that okay for you?
5: Well yeah, but some people have said I, maybe I need a powder form. Right now I'm taking potassium and magnesium.
1: But you're probably you're probably taking a magnesium that is not absorbable. I would call an office, go over to one of our offices and get magnesium glycinate.
2: Our okay. magnesium glycinate is miraculous. Yes. I just have to
1: say. It is. <laughs>
5: Okay. All righty. I'm down the street, so I'll come up to Highland and get some. Okay, Perfect. sounds great.
1: You know, Kate, Thanks. honestly, we worked a year, Corey and I worked a year, on getting our magnesium glycinate product. Well, you did it because did. it works uh-huh. Because I very, knew very what well. we needed it for people. It does work well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more oh, caller? Sure. Kathy, hi. You've got a question about osteoporosis?
5: Uh, yes, um... I was listening, and you were
1: talking mostly about you know the sugary drinks and so on, and you know it going on to osteopenia and whatever. But my question is, is um, like for my mother and my mother-in-law, they both had severe um,
5: osteoporosis, and they were farm girls. But what would have caused? And they didn't drink soda pop and eat a lot of sugar. So what else would have caused that?
1: Because my me and my sisters are facing. Osteopina. Okay. So just as a curious thing, you know, what would cause that? The dairy? Could be it the would dairy. Be- it could be um maybe they you know, maybe even if they were living on a farm, they may never have maybe they didn't drink milk, you know. and, and maybe you know, but I think what what a person has to look at is, you know, we're finding a lot of people that have a gluten sensitivity is can't break down and absorb their calcium. So wow. that may be a link. And this just didn't start happening in 10 years. This has Last been going on it's for cool. a while. Yeah. And that's another part of the research that the Mayo Clinic has actually done on some of these people in Olmstead County, that they're finding that they look back and they found that a third of the people back in World War II actually were experiencing a gluten sensitivity. From the blood tests that they, you know, Mm -hmm. they keep these forever and they can go back and retest on people. So there's a lot of different reasons that people, that, you know, your mother and mother in law had osteopenia and osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd have to sit down and dig through, but.
5: And more than likely it would be the wheat. Yes probably. Because my mother stopped
1: drinking be. milk cuz it didn't agree with her. Yeah. Well, then. And my mother-in-law uh came from a wheat farmer. Oh, well, family. there you go. Yeah, it could oh. be. Yep. So all right, but good a question. great question, mm-hmm. but it good. good things to think about. What did they do and what do we need to, what do I need to do to change that? So thanks for the call this morning.
2: We have another caller. Okay. Uh Stacey, hi. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question about beta blockers? Yes. Yeah, um,
0: I'm
2: 40
5: and my two children are 10 and 8 and we have a syndrome called long QT and it has to do with your heart, um, the electrical firing, so beta blockers are something we have to be on for the rest of our lives, so the doctor says. Mm-hmm. I'm checking to see what kinds of things we're deficient in because of being on those and what we can do.
1: Hmm. Well, I do know that Many beta blockers increase blood sugars, so you have to be much more careful about your uh, diet, your eating plan, um, because you're going to be predisposed to diabetes. So you have to address it from that point of view. I think that we'd have to kind of look at the beta blocker and see what would be some of the deficiencies that might occur. You know, yeah. yeah. But I would also, you know, I would also make sure that I was having enough magnesium in my system. Okay. For, for compensating for the beta blocker, but also for that high blood sugar. Yeah. And okay. for also for uh, some of the, you know, sometimes people when they take magnesium, they do not need as much beta blocker. They can they need less beta blocker because it helps um, balance that heart muscle and the, the electrical system in your heart. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope I explained that right.
5: Yeah, and so how much would I would I take, and then how much would my children take? Well, you
1: know, most I think most people need at least 400 milligrams of a well-absorbable, like the magnesium glycinate, okay. and your kids, you know, maybe a couple hundred milligrams, something okay. like that, unless they're okay. really heavy-duty into sports, then, you know, they're sweating it out, so, you know, you look at all these different factors when you're working with people.
5: Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. All right. Thanks Interesting questions
1: this morning. Yeah, yeah. It makes you go back into your brain and <laughs> <Right>. find things. <laughs> Two oh. more, or do you want to keep going? Well, here? I want to, okay, well. You decide. Okay, well, go ahead. Let's take one more caller, and then. All right.
2: Hi, Deb. You've got a question about calcium sensitivity?
5: Yeah, I do have calcium sensitivity. The doctor wanted me to take it. I uh, My uh Bone density continues to go down, and she gave me uh you know she had a whole formula to give me a concluded d three and calcium citrate or carbonate i think it was the citrate, and I just can't take it. I take vitamins every day, but I just can't take that. It just kind of feels like it just sits in my stomach and doesn't go anywhere so um you know it's like yeah as I was listening to the show, I took one <laughs> just to see if it's gonna happen again, but I know it will
1: well. Probably. Wouldn't you guess that yeah. maybe you don't have enough hydrochloric acid.
2: Yeah. I think we got mm-hmm. some digestion issues. Right? Yeah. And you might need to think about a consultation yeah. just to mm-hmm. straighten that out and make sure. Because you need it.
1: Obviously you need some calcium if your bones are starting to slide away on you. Yeah. And um, okay. and we you know what, I think we could figure it out for you. Yep.
5: Okay. All, All, right.
1: Right. All right. Well I will do that. Thank right. you. So I suppose we should take a break, huh, Kate? Woo! Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. You're listening to Dishneet Nutrition. You know, we have a special event coming up on Sunday, September 22nd. We're having an open house at our Wayzata location from 11 to 3. You know, we have 10 different educational tables planned. We're giving away shopping bags. We're giving away a protein shaker bottle. We've got recipes. We've got discounts on products. You know, we're going to give out passes to attend free classes. Of your choice in September and October. Uh, Greg Peterson will be there to answer your questions about inflammation and you know how great. informative he is. Cassie here's a dietitian and a mom of two children, will be talking about gluten sensitivity and she's going to share her knowledge about going gluten free the healthy way. And I'm going to be there answering your questions about menopause. So I advise you to kind of put that day aside and come and meet. You know, all the great people that work at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, you know, it's it's really a great place to learn how to get healthy. So, again, that date is September 22nd, this year, Sunday, 11 to 3. So, there we go. We'll be right back
3: nurse counselor or teacher seeking continuing ed courses here's how to earn credits to benefit you as well as your patients clients or students take a class at nutritional weight and wellness the minnesota source for life-changing knowledge about nutrition The fact that classes at Nutritional Weight and Wellness qualify as a learning tool for professionals speaks volumes about the strength of the content. Check out the Weight and Wellness series, six weeks of classes on how nutrition affects you. The series will give you an individualized eating plan, plus more energy, fewer aches and pains, and your crazy cravings will vanish. Nurses get 14.4 CEUs for the Weight and Wellness series. Classes are held around the Twin Cities. Find a place and time convenient for you. Or choose a one-night, two-hour class and learn how foods affect your moods, your children, your metabolism, and more. Sign up today with a call to Nutritional Weight and Wellness, 651-699-3438. Online, it's weightandwellness.com. That phone number again, 651-699-3438.
4: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Next Saturday... August 24th, three more great classes, all in our two-for-one summer special. In Maple Grove, Nutrition for Happy Focused Kids will be held Saturday, August 24th from 1 to 3. Another class is Nutrition Support for ADD and ADHD will be held in St. Paul, Saturday, August 24th from 2 to 4. And also Gut Reaction will be held in Wyzetta on Saturday, August 24th from 2 to 4. So remember, this is the two-for-one special. Bring a friend or family member for free. This is the time to get your teenager to a class, or your spouse, or your best friend, or maybe a coworker. You may start a changing story in your family. So Kate, yes. I want you
1: to tell your mom's story.
4: Will do. Well,
2: this is kind of how it starts. In about 2006, my mother broke her leg. She had just moved into an assisted living facility when she fell in her bathroom. And in the ER, it was determined that her right femur was broken. Well, being a nutrition detective, I started thinking, how did this happen? Why did she fall? Um, First, I think it's important. It wasn't the fall that caused her to break her leg. Usually a bone breaks and then the person falls. So, taking a fall may actually mean
4: you've got weak bones. This is not uncommon because we know that 15 to 20 million Americans suffer from osteoporosis. One in three women will have problems with their bones. And often a break happens. Maybe it's a leg like your mother had mm-hmm. or a hip like my 86 year old uncle.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, an uncle. So, yes. it happens and to, happens man, to too. men. So, you know, if you smoke, you need to quit. Mm-hmm. If you drink soda, your bones will say thank you for quitting. And really, if you cut back sugar, both your brain mm. and your bones will thank you. So what else can we do nutritionally to have strong bones?
2: Well, for years, doctors, dietitians, nutritionists have recommended low fat diets. Let's face it, I bet many of you still order those skinny lattes or you buy your fat free salad dressing. Uh-huh. Huh. A low fat diet Diet is not a bone-building diet. Fats are essential to building healthy bones.
1: Okay, when you were doing the research for the article that you wrote for our newsletter, which is going to be coming up, people are going to be getting your article coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And how to prevent osteoporosis? What was recommended, including that part on fats in your diet?
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to say it again: fats are essential to building healthy bones. Well, saturated fats found in coconut oil and butter and heavy cream, they were recommended. Adding some omega-3 fatty acid like from fish oil or eating fatty fish like salmon and sardines, that's recommended for building healthy bones. But also adding an omega-6 fatty acid called GLA, that's important. So this is really the take-home message of why fats are necessary for strong bones. You see, calcium and other minerals Get absorbed when there's sufficient fat.
1: That's a, that's a big point to make. That's important. It's, not,
2: it's kind of new thought, yes, I think. Yes,
4: Yes. At our offices, we have a great picture of bones showing this bone mesh made from fats. Minerals like calcium, magnesium, and strontium, and other trace minerals attached to this mesh, making healthy bones.
2: So for people who are afraid to eat saturated fat, that would have been my mother, listen up. For calcium to be effectively incorporated in bone, at least 50% of the fats you eat must
1: be saturated. So does that mean we can walk around and say, butter builds bones?
2: (laughs) That's a catchy phrase, Dar. But there's kind of more to this story. Actually, my mother had not eaten many saturated fats and didn't take much fish oil. She had heart disease, and she was schooled in the typical 1950s low-fat diet. So what did she eat? Well, after watching me eat lots of meats and vegetables, ample amounts of fat, can you believe that my mother ate canned soup? No. Chocolate. Uh. Oh, chocolate really was, yeah, it was a food group for her. Um, (laughs) Cookies, juice, toast. Her breakfast would include a poached egg on toast. That sounds good. Leaving the healthy, fat-filled yolk for her dog every day.
3: And she thought she
2: was eating a healthy breakfast. Her toast was white. It was spread with marjoram and jam. She drank orange juice and coffee with sugar. And what she really was eating for breakfast, though, it was all sugar. Sugar in the toast, sugar in the jam, sugar in the juice, the coffee, There was really very little protein in her breakfast, and the fat she ate at breakfast was a damaging
4: fat, the trans fat found in margarine.
2: No wonder her bones were thin and fragile.
4: So to create strong, healthy bones, meals and snacks need to have fat. Include foods like olives, butter, nuts, seeds, avocados, salmon, and sardines. Stay away from the trans fats, also known as as partially hydrogenated oils. These are found in coffee creamers, baked goods, margarines, and fries. These trans fats prevent calcium from attaching to the collagen fatty mesh. So
1: to build bones, not only do we need healthy fats, but we need adequate supply of protein to make the collagen In the bones. Now, you know, we use collagen in our face, too, to keep away the wrinkles. You betcha. (laughs) The collagen allows bones to be somewhat flexible but also resistant to tearing and breaking. And we know that calcium is important for bones. Without protein, our bones would resemble eggshells, just kind of fragile and easy to crumble. Without collagen, that's made from protein, the calcium and other minerals cannot combine to form bones. You know, collagen gets the calciums to stick to the bone. It is like the mortar of a brick, and a mortar structure. Without the collagen, its fatty la- layer, the minerals would be like a pile of bricks, and not a wall. We wouldn't be having bone here. That's you right. yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's so, a great example, Kate, that you good. wrote in your article.
2: Good. Well, how much protein? Do we need to eat? Well, you know, two to four ounces every three hours would help build bone. You know, my mother probably ate just a few ounces of protein each day. Very, very little.
1: So I can't believe you're her daughter.
2: (laughs) I'm a little different, but (laughs) (laughs) she filled herself up on crackers and fruit instead.
4: And you fill yourself
1: up on steak. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I had
4: a hamburger for breakfast. Wow. So, Kate, you mentioned that your mother's diet was low in fat and protein, but high in sugar. How did that affect her bones? Well, we know that
2: that the breakdown of sugar, whether it comes from carbohydrates in bread or ice cream, it requires minerals, minerals like calcium and magnesium, phosphorus. Well, these minerals can be pulled from our bones for the purpose of metabolizing that sugar. We also know Sugar increases calcium excretion, so that means calcium isn't available for bone building. So just like many Americans, my mother's diet was full of carbohydrates, full of sodas, cereal, breads, and pastas. So
1: our take-home message is eat better, eat eat fat, eat protein, eat real carbohydrates, and have stronger bones. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show today.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. I love you.
0: All is Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.